Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance alongside Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, from Unsportsmanlike, in for Greeny today. What? You're dancing? A little Beyonce. You know, never hurt anybody. How great is Christine Lisi after the Bills get eliminated? The Bills have a terrible postseason. Sorry. She's still rocking the Bills gear. Of course. She's a diehard fan. So Why wouldn't you rock awesome her gear? And, uh, no, she's great. What do you think? Because they got bounced in the playoffs earlier than they anticipated or hoped that she's not going to be a fan, not going to wear her gear? Oh, you're not supposed to go to the next team in that spot? Not everyone's like you, Evan. Okay. Not everyone's right. just a front runner. Mm, thanks. By the way, we haven't had you weigh in on the Nuno situation. Our oh, producer what happened? Could, yes, well, I was we giving a tour. Him. We just had him. He, he continues to just blame the fact that he blacked out when he said he wanted to go streaking this morning on our show. Uh, your official statement on the Nuno reaction. Let's take a listen to it one more time okay. if we could quickly. This is Nuno talking about an arch rival joining his team and then winning with that team and what he would do. Original member of the hashtag crew here on, on uh, Greeny. Here's Nuno. And this is going to hurt. And, CC, you could talk about this. Jose Altuve is a cheater. I can't yeah. stand the Astros. If Altuve came to the Yankees and helped them win a title, I'm going to celebrate it. I might go streak it. Uh, we've had my official statement. We've had Cam's official statement. We need an official statement from you and Bubba about how odd this is. Go ahead, Smalls. So here's my official statement. Uh, being a part of that in real time, when Nuno said, Jose Altuve, he's a cheater, I'm, being, I'm behind the scenes being like, yeah, get him. Go, go. Yeah. I'm with you, Nuno. Wherever you go after this, I got your back. <laughs> then he says he's got to go streaking, and I'm like, this is on You're you. On that? This is all you. I can't, I can't ride with that one. She jumped ship. I jumped ship real quick. Just as quick as Nuno's integrity jumped ship when he was like, Altuve's a cheater. But if he comes to my team and we win, we're celebrating by going shrieking. But I think my official statement is this. We have the evidence. We have the tape. If this ever happens, we need to hold Nuno accountable. When you say this ever happens, that is Altuve joining the Yankees and winning or the Yankees winning in general? I think we just keep it to the Yankees winning, So period. if the Yankees win the World Series, Nuno goes streaking. I think so, yes. Okay. Bubba, your official statement of that beautiful sight that we just thought of here. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking this guy is just so proud of his weight loss that, <laughs> that he is, that's all he's thinking. This guy thinks he's uh, – just got a great body now that he just wants to show it off. So he's just so happy with all the weight he's lost that he wants to go streaking. What good for an him. Intri- wait, what yeah, an interesting angle. I love that as an angle. Yeah, good job. That Evan. actually, Kinda. that is the humble brag from Nuno. Hey, I've yeah, he lost never would have thought this, you know, mm. th- two, three years ago. That's right. But now, he's like, yeah, I might go streaking. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. He's yeah. like, how, ne- next week it's going to be like, if the Yankees don't win the World Series, I'll go streaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He <laughs> just keeps throwing one. that out as his option. That's yeah. a really good observation. That now if he goes to this for anything, like, hey, if, you, if the dynasty makes Belichick look good, I'll go streaking. If the dynasty makes Belichick look bad, I'll go streaking. That is fascinating. That it's actually a humble brag about weight loss. He just wants to show America how good he looks. Wow. He's put in the work. Yeah. You know, when we were up in Bristol, I was like, what are you doing this afternoon? And he's like, I got to go to the gym. It's leg day. 
He's dedicated. <laughs> it's going streaking. All right, the dynasty is out. This is uh, the documentary on the New England Patriots. It premiered last night on Apple TV. I watched a few minutes of it so far, and then I um, went to sleep. I'm surprised you didn't stay up and watch every. I, I was so tired last night, but I will do that today. And uh, this weekend is going to be all dynasty for me. But now, see, you have led this this charge that I don't like here, Smalls. What? What did I do? You have led the charge of, look, this documentary, we're going to see so many things that we're going to change our viewpoint of a 20-year dynasty of New England Patriot football that included six Super Bowl wins that you have led the charge rallying troops saying, hey, it could change the way we look at this. Mm -hmm. Why? Why would it change? They won six. We know that they're not best of friends. That's not who they ever were. I mean, why is it going to change anything? Why wouldn't it change? We're going to get behind-the-scenes access and information about this team and their moment in, in NFL history that we've never had before. So I would imagine when that information comes to light, it will shift our perception of this team, of Tom Brady, and of Bill Belichick. And I have not watched a minute of it yet because I was fast asleep when it was released, but I will be watching it this weekend. But from everything I have read in anticipation of this being released – It is focusing a lot on the Brady-Belichick relationship, as it should, but also the tension and the fact that towards the end, it had gotten really bad with the two of them. And I think, Evan, when Bill Belichick is out there hoping maybe to get another job in the NFL, and he already didn't get his opportunity this year, we know he's in his 70s, and you're not going to get a huge runway with Bill Bill Belichick if you bring him in, to have this documentary – shine any sort of a negative light on him as a coach or his coaching style, I think it could be a detriment to him if he wants to get back into the league. As I said, you're leading the charge. I'm not leading the charge. Listen I'm just stating the just obvious. Said. I'm just stating the obvious. That's not that obvious. You're, you're it's saying, not that obvious? You're, suge- you're suggesting that Philadelphia, sorry, Camp, Dallas, sorry, Bubba, that any of these teams that are hovering around contention, Buffalo, now put San Francisco in the mix, Jacksonville, any of these teams that are like, hey, if we don't do what we are supposed to do, we should look at Belichick next year, that Michelle is telling you, well, maybe you shouldn't because of a documentary because maybe we're going to learn things that you didn't know previously. Yes, you are leading the charge. I will blame you if Belichick does not get a job next year. Belichick post-Brady has not had the success that you would look at to make you think, okay, he can absolutely do it without Brady at this stage of his career. Now, if we are taking a retroactive look back at that dynasty, and you have, from what I've read, Rob Gronkowski saying, I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot, and I don't want to go into work. Tom Brady, That's never happened to you at a successful job? I'm just saying, Tom Brady talking about the erosion of their relationship. All of these people who played for him saying, yeah, we had a lot of success but I was miserable. I think you have to be really careful in a situation like that because the modern athlete is not the athlete of 20 years ago. You have to be different now in the way you approach people as individuals and the way that you coach. Sometimes a one-size-fit-all approach, do your job, do what I say, doesn't work all the time. I mean, we see what's happening in Dallas right now with players talking about Dak and their family members speaking out publicly about Dak. I don't know if you can just assume that if you trade out Bill Belichick for Mike McCarthy that all that's going to go away. So I guess when I look at what to expect with this documentary, right, and it's it's been billed like the last dance, right, in terms of what we've seen and available, by the way, on, of course, ESPN Plus, that the last dance has was an amazing documentary of the behind-the-scenes look of this unbelievable dynasty, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, Jordan was a part of producing it and, you know, owning it, et cetera. But here's what I expect. I expect an owner of a team in Robert Kraft who, for many of the 20 years, was a referee, 
was a mediator, Mm -hmm. was a connector amongst the coach and the quarterback. I expect to learn about Belichick what I already know, which is that the do-your-job mentality, work hard, follow the leader, et cetera, et cetera. We're not here to have fun. We're here to win. Winning is fun. That's what I'm going to learn. And a quarterback who will properly, as he's always done, credit the coach for getting the most out of him. And at the end, we are going to see, you know what? I haven't done enough after 15, 16, 17 years to earn the benefit of the doubt. We can't make a singular exception for me because I want to do this or I want to do that or I want to have Alex Guerrero, my trainer here, et cetera. All of this stuff, and I'm not suggesting it's not going to be interesting. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I'm really excited to watch it. But I think a lot of what the perception is going to be about those three individuals, because those are really the three we're focusing on, right? Right. Kraft, Belichick, Brady. Yeah, the trilogy. I think it's just our perception previously is going to be confirmed. We know what to expect. Danny Amendola, a wide receiver, New England was on the Patriots for a few years, most recently an assistant coach with the Raiders. Danny Amendola said, we worked for Bill, but we played for Tom. That, that is exactly what happened in New England for 20 years. I think everyone knows that, and I think Amendola put it perfectly. I'm not sure how this documentary could change our perception of the last 20 years. So the last dance, I don't think, changed our perception of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, but it furthered, I think, our appreciation for those teams and for his greatness. And while I think that will happen with the Patriots, because I do think we'll walk away with a greater appreciation for what they were able to build and accomplish. I don't think there's any question about that. I do, however, I don't think it's going to shape Bill Belichick's legacy in a negative way, but I think it's going to bring a lot of things to light that maybe makes us look at him as a little bit more of the villain and Brady as a little bit more of a hero. But I would argue we still do that already, but I want to go back to what you just said because you brought up something really, really interesting. Our, our impression of the last dance when it happened, okay? So it's all based on age, I, I believe, because I'm 43. I know that Brandon thinks I'm 143, uh, our, our director over here, but like, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm 43. I lived through the Jordan era, yeah. right? That was my prime years, were my prime years as a sports fan. How I describe the last dance is that's renewing my vows with Michael Jordan. As a sports fan, I was married to that Bulls team. I love them. But yeah. years later, you kind of forget the feelings you got. And that, this is where it's impossible to convey to people that didn't live through it. Michael Jordan gave you a feeling of invincibility that no athlete in my lifetime, including Brady, ever gave me. Of that there was no circumstance in which he could not overcome. And that documentary renewed those feelings for me. Yeah. Now, you were like, you're younger than me, so you caught the tail end of it more in your prime as a sports fan, but you grew up in that area. Yeah, I grew up in, in Illinois. Right, so you felt it maybe differently than the masses did because your state was connected to it in such a different way. Oh, yeah. Michael Jordan, the Bulls, they were everything, right? But I think for me, I was I was younger. I was a, a kid at the time in grade school. And I remember Michael Jordan being larger than life, being this, this huge, untouchable figure. And when you're a kid, a lot of times your sports heroes are that anyway, right? Because of your grasp on the world and your perspective. And in watching that documentary, it, it was – Really great clarification for me, I think, to think as a kid, I thought he was larger than life, but it wasn't just my age. He really was that. You know, it's not just the way that kids view athletes. He really was that guy, you know? So it was, it was an amazing confirmation bias and for me so to view it Brady. through adult eyes. And so is Brady. And Brady's always going to be the hero. And Belichick's always going to be the villain. 
And Kraft is always going to be the one in between. Maybe what we learn here, and I don't, again, I don't know that it retroactively changes how we feel about Belichick, Belichick and his legacy. But maybe, like, the thing that I want to understand is how close did Kraft come to stepping in and saying, no, 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 you're not getting rid of Brady. Sorry, if you want to go, you go. Because he picked Belichick. And I think what you're going to see in this documentary is that he, he's going to really come out and kind of lean towards maybe I picked the wrong guy, right? That maybe I should have picked Brady, not Belichick. And Belichick should have been out years prior, right? I think rec- retroactively, if he could change that decision, he probably would Of have. course. And, and I, I think we all understand that. I just don't know how we're going to look at this documentary and leave it thinking, okay, we have such a different feel for the Patriots. Because right now, to go in like terms of, of entertainment, reading, whatever, protagonist, antagonist, the protagonist in this story we know is Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. The antagonist in this story we know is Bill Belichick. We haven't seen the documentary yet. Do you think after 10 episodes that's going to change? No, but I think it'll crystallize. So you think he could be port- he being Belichick could be portrayed as enough of an antagonist where the Philadelphia Eagles, if they have a down year this year, would not consider him to coach their team? I think if you have all of these all-time great players talking about how difficult it was for them to be coached by this person, how the environment was so grating on them that sometimes they didn't even want to go to work. If you have Tom Brady you know, hypothetically saying – I don't care if they wanted to bring me back. I'm not going back there because I don't want to work with him or something to that of that nature. Then, yeah, I think if I'm an owner of an NFL team, do I really want to bring that sort of a coaching style into my locker room now? It didn't. He was not having success in New England the past three years, right? Like it's not like he's coming fresh off of this Patriots dynasty. So I think that if I'm an owner, it might give me more of a pause. Cam and Bubba are literally the perfect two people to ask about this because Cam is an Eagles fan and Bubba is a Cowboys fan. So let's play out, guys, what Smalls is talking about. And let's say that the level of antagonist for Belichick in this documentary is actually heightened. That if you think he's the villain now, you are then convinced without a shadow of a doubt he's a villain after watching this. If both of your football teams are not up to par this year, could this documentary get you as a fan to say, I'm not interested in this guy. Look at what he did. Not me as a fan at all, but I think players maybe and mm-hmm. coaches, other coaches maybe, because I don't think you see that level of demand as much in the NFL in every single team. And it worked. He won six championships. Thank you. I'm like not, that, that needs I'm to not be pointed saying, out. I'm not saying that it didn't work, and I'm not saying that he wasn't you know, justified in a lot of his methods because they were so harsh and because they were so successful. But I do think some coaches and assistant coaches and GMs will second-guess themselves like they already did this offseason. They know a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But like Michelle said, it will crystallize and confirm and reveal to what extent just how dictatorial he is. And I think that, that might – make people second guess signing him on to be their head coach. But before you get your me response, as a fan, though. I just want to illuminate what Cam said, because thank you for saying that, because I actually think somehow we have forgotten that he won double the amount of Super Bowls as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We didn't forget. No, but I, but we did. We kind of did, because the way we're portraying this, we're asking the question about, could it change your opinion of this guy? And it's just, I, I feel like we don't, we don't do it enough, because we look at the last four years versus the previous 20 more prominently now. I don't think more prominently, but that certainly has to be weighed heavily when you're talking about giving him a job now. I, I don't. I don't see it. Bubba. I don't think anyone's Bubba, you trying to Cowboys discount fan. Bill Belichick get, as an all-time great. I take great. it very personally. I can tell you treat him like a member of your family. It's he like is. he has a seat at the table. Yeah, he is. Uh, Bubba, as a Cowboys fan, could this documentary change your thought process if McCarthy and the Cowboys do not do well this year? 
No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I wanted Belichick this year as it is, and I, mean, I think one of those main reasons is because he's the opposite of what we have right now with McCarthy and even specifically Dan Dan Quinn. One of the, the main issues that I had with Dan Quinn was, yes, I think in the grand scheme of things he was a good coordinator and he did seem to regress towards the end, but he was just way too buddy-buddy, friendly. All the players loved him, and that's all great, but he just wasn't getting the results. And I, I think the, the lack of details that McCarthy seems to have, he's not very detail-oriented. Obviously, all the things that the Cowboys aren't, I feel like Belichick is, and I think he'd be perfect for them right now. Would all the players love it? I don't know, maybe not, but what's, what you've had for the last 20 years isn't working, so we need someone to win. Belichick's a winner. I would have no problem with it. I would welcome it, and I would want it. Would all the players love it? I, I don't know, but do they want to win? Because what we've had for the last 20 years isn't working. And it worked under Jimmy Johnson, who's a lot closer to Belichick no doubt. than he is to Mike McCarthy. No doubt. And I happen to like McCarthy, but everything you just said I don't, is I don't fair. hate McCarthy. No, I know, but what you're saying but, is fair. Yeah, He's I, just fed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, coming up, Smalls <laughs> wants to, by the way, uh, fire preemptively fire Belichick even more coming no, up. No, I don't. A Greeny is presented That's by great. Progressive Insurance. A Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Smalls will have more on <laughs> Belichick. She's going to try to fire him from jobs he doesn't have. Jeez. Plus a historic night in basketball. And we're not talking about the NBA. Next, it's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today, and Hembo, by the way. No Hembo today. I'm, I'm in the Hembo role today. 
<laughs> I don't think you're in the Hemlock. You got to talk about 1920s baseball yeah. then. I, I mean, seriously. No, you love baseball, but not 1920. Ducky Medwick, let's go. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> let's oh, no. talk about old Hoss Radborn. Oh, boy. She did it. <laughs> oh, no. Can you name? What was the thing he named that time last time I was in? The, uh, not adjectives. Oh, every preposition in 15 seconds. No. Go for it, Smalls. No, prepositions in 15. Up, upon. <laughs> up, upon, above, below. He, ra- he wow. rattled them off. You know what? We'll get that. I'm sure they can find that. But first, I want to tell everybody about ESPN Bet. Now live is the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities like Greeny and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all of your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What apply? Must be 21 plus and present in a legal gambling state. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Do we have uh, Hembo doing the prepositions, guys? I have a question for you too, Evan. Did you request this return song? It's on your vibe today. Little Tom Petty? No, but I do like Petty. Oh, you know what? Good. I'm glad you did this. What? Oh, you are going to get destroyed right now. Oh, great. Let me settle in. Not by me. Should I grab a water? Bubba, I came in today... And I suggested to Smalls, we were in the makeup room, and it was the makeup crew, um, mm-hmm. Anita and Ashley, mm-hmm. who are wonderful. And Smalls Love was there, and I was there, and I was like, you know, I want to I play some Billy Joel. I just, Billy Joel just had a new song come out. He was on Howard Stern the other day. And so I listened to the whole interview, and I'm in like a Billy Joel vibe. And she gave me an eye roll mm-hmm. as if I, like, I spit on her shoes. Mm-hmm. Like she was just so angry with me at the thought of Billy Joel. Angry at the Billy Joel? Thank you. What's what? Yeah. I love the Piano Man. What's that about? You have to understand, guys. This is our our pre-game warm-up in the makeup room. Yeah, we always play. We play tunes to hype us up, and I just did not think Billy Joel was the vibe. Little Allentown, get you going. And then guess what he played? Phil Collins. Oh, that's pump-up music. Oh my god. No, it wasn't in the air tonight. Perfect. There's plenty of Phil Collins songs that'll get you going. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because you normally hear that pregame as the guys are running out of the tunnel. Ray Lewis like, literally listened to In the Air Tonight every game. Right, but you didn't play that song. No, I played um I have to look at my phone now, which which song I played here. Oh God, what was the one I played? You know, Patrick Mahomes, he's Son running through the tunnel no. and he's like Crank that Billy Joel. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Belly, I think she just said Belly Joel. Belly Joel. Belly, Belly Joel. Belly Joel. I don't remember which. And I love Billy Joel. I saw him at MSG. He's no, amazing. No, you can't then say you love Billy Joel when you give me the eye roll He's for playing Billy Joel. He's not a hype-up song on a Friday type of guy. What was the Phil You don't have to play song? Vienna, but like, there are, there are some pump-up Billy What's Joel songs. What's going to slap on a Friday? Uptown Girl? Uptown Girl. That's pretty moving, good. Yeah, moving pretty out good. sounds good. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Could have been good. That, of all the ones, that's the one you're going to say? Against all odds, odds is what I played from Phil Collins. Yeah. Come on. That's a little slower. See? Right. Okay. See? You all lost right. him, Evan. You all right. Lost well, him. Let's there get... are some good Phil Collins songs. Yes. Either way, we have Hembo here. All right. Let's get back to the matter <laughs> at hand. Here's Hembo being weird. Board about above across after against along amid among around at before behind below beneath beside between beyond but by down during except for from in inside into like near of off on over past sits through throughout to toward under underneath until unto up upon with within and without. Ah! Okay, I just want to point out, you said you were like Hembo today. That's yeah. what you just said. Does I wish that I was sound like, that. like you? Today it does, because I no. am playing the, te- the Hembo role today. By the way, the cadence, he was firing those. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I could do like that would like have that kind of cadence as long as he did it. It's remarkable. The All alphabet? Right. 
With that kind of case. A, it, B, C, D, E, S, E. Easy as that. Come on, Smalls. Give us all 26. I, I'm the, I'm the no, Hambo here we go. Person. Michelle Smallman. I'm not going to do Doing the, the alphabet as Hambo. Are you guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> yes. A, B, C, D, E. I can't do the whole thing. Come I'm on. Gonna I'm going to Did you forget it. what came after E? F. G, H, I. <laughs> See, I can't do it that loud. K, L, M, N, O, P. Q, R, S, T, U, V. She didn't know. At, wait, what is W-X-Y-M-Z. it? W-X-Y-M-Z. Wow. I, okay. I just want to point out, we got the alphabet wrong. Okay. Anyway, um, go ahead. You wanted to continue to destroy Belichick for a no. documentary that you haven't seen yet and Correct. none of us have seen. Dynasty is out on Apple Plus and you want to destroy. You, somehow you have made this out to be like Bill Belichick is legitimately a villain in a Marvel movie all of a sudden. But go ahead. Finish the point on this. Okay. One. You have taken this to a whole another yeah, level. Yeah, I have. I am talking about Bill Belichick wanting to coach for another organization in the NFL because that is what we are all assuming because he interviewed for jobs after he and the Patriots parted ways. And most of us are assuming that he would like to remain in the game for a few more years so that he can get Don Shula's all-time wins record, okay? Right now, there was not a spot for him, and there was some hesitancy to bring Bill Belichick in for several reasons, his age being one of them, the lack of success he's had over the past few years, not in totality, and the manner in which he goes about things. He is the voice in all of this. He comes in, he implements the culture, and everybody from assistant coaches to players to front office executives are expected to fall in line with Bill Belichick and what he wants to do. And there's been hesitancy, obviously, because he's not working right now, to do that elsewhere, especially in a truncated timeline. And I just think that after we watch this documentary and you're having players like Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski detail how they felt playing for him, that it was miserable, that they were in their cars in the parking lot not wanting to go into work. Of course, there's going to be the highlights of them winning the Super Bowl, but you named all of these teams where they are potentially an option for Bill Belichick, and you mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. I know that Jerry Jones has a relationship with Bill Belichick and that that could be a fit for him if Mike McCarthy is not the guy moving forward after this year. You think after watching this and hearing Tom Brady talk about how tough it was to be coached by Bill Belichick that it's not going to crystallize for other people in the NFL that it's a tough thing to do, and they don't know if they're going to want to do that. Because I imagine if Bill Belichick goes into Dallas, he's not going to want the owner doing a weekly radio hit and being in the headlines. I can imagine he wouldn't be thrilled that Micah Parsons is doing a podcast and is talking about the team. And I just wonder how that would go over if he went into a new place and said, this is how it's going to be. If today's athlete that didn't have that connection to him, that didn't win with him, if they would just fall in line. Or they could say, you know, wow, the greatest football player of all time. And Tom Brady said that he would never have been the kind of player he was without Bill Belichick. He's the greatest coach of all time. They could listen to Rob Gronkowski, who I deem to be the greatest tight end of all time, say that he should be a coach right now. They could listen to Julian Edelman, who's not a Hall of Famer, but has made himself into an unbelievable player in the NFL and a post-football career, um, say that a team would get 35% better if they hired Belichick as their head coach. That's what I'm saying. That's why I went nuts in a positive way on what Cam said. And, oh, by the way, he won six Super Bowls because we've all just taken the negative stuff. When everybody was doing Brady versus Belichick, Brady was the one who came out and said, I'm sorry, Belichick was always the one that said, Players win games, coaches lose games. We choose to only hear the bad about Belichick instead of the fact that Brady has called him repeatedly the greatest coach of all time. Evan, if it was as simple as he's won six Super Bowls, he would be employed right now. He would be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And he should be. 
Having but nothing, he's not. And Raheem Morris should also be a head coach in the league. It's not that simple. With Bill Belichick, it is not just a linear, let's look at the resume. Okay, give him the keys to the facility. That's not how it is because he does it in a very specific and regimented way. All right, well, let's talk about something we can agree on, all of us can agree on, and that is the greatness of Caitlin Clark. We'll do that in a second. A reminder, NBA All-Star Weekend continues with the State Farm All-Star Saturday Night Radio coverage presented by Indeed begins tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, and then it wraps up Sunday night, a 2024 All-Star Game live from Indy presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most of these ESPN stations. So, Caitlin Clark last night for Iowa goes crazy. She has 49 points. She needed eight to break the all-time record. She had the first eight points of the game for the for Iowa last night. 49 points, 13 assists, and she breaks the all-time record on a logo three from 35 feet out to surpass Kelsey Plum's pr- uh, previous record there for all-time points. Division one scoring, and she's 99 away from Pistol Pete Maravich. And Smalls, as Holly Rose said on game night last night here on ESPN Radio, she's the biggest star in college sports right now by far. She's the biggest star. She's the biggest brand. She's a magnetic force. We all are locked into Caitlin Clark and what she's doing right now. And I think it's remarkable that we're we're witnessing history in real time and the fact that she's only 99 points away from Pete Maravich we're going to continue to watch her as she continues to get closer towards history but we talked about it on our show Evan on Sportsmanlike we're invested in Caitlin Clark like as sports fans we are invested in her greatness and her success in a way that I don't think we have been with a collegiate athlete in quite some time or maybe even a professional athlete you know Patrick Mahomes is probably the person that I go to, but even he talked about how he's a villain now because they've had so much success. She hasn't hit that point yet. We're all cheering for her, and it's a really fun ride to be on. Yeah, it's interesting. The last time I was invested, and I'm not going to sit there and claim I'm as invested as you are in this or as other people. I'm invested in following her and following her greatness. I would say the last college athlete that I remember being invested in on a day-by-day for a long period of time was Tim Tebow. Like, I was, I was working in Florida at the time, ESPN West Palm, 106.3, where we're on right now. Um, and every day, every day was a temperature of Tebow. Like, oh, what did he say today? Oh, what, this draft, uh, you know, Mel Kuyper came out with a mock draft. Where is he? Oh, can he play with Chris Leak? You know, because he was the quarterback initially, the starting quarterback. What's his throwing motion? What yeah. is he doing to train for the draft? All this kind of thing. Can they win back-to-back championships? Could he win a second Heisman? I just think that my investment in Tebow was through the roof. But if I'm comparing people's investments to my in Caitlin Clark to my investment in Tebow, that's an everyday moment by moment, and she deserves it, Smalls. She does. And we talked about Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel on our show at the, as the last time we remember somebody in college that garnered this much attention and was this much of a must-see person. And both with Manziel and Tebow, and I don't want to take away from what they did on the field, but they had a celebrity factor to them. It was, it was different, right? Like with Caitlin Clark, we're not like, wow, what did she say at practice today? Or with Johnny Manziel, we're not like, wow, he's with Drake. We're not doing that with Caitlin Clark. It's it's very specific to what she's doing in basketball, which is what I think makes it a little bit more unique. Like those two football was their avenue, but they also had an air of celebrity about them. They we were hearing about them on TMZ and in different ways other than just on Sports Center on or here on ESPN. You bring up an interesting point. So you know, for those who don't know, Smalls is always around the Bravo people, the housewives. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, big celebrity. What would you do if you were advising Caitlin Clark? 
like take advantage of that stuff, continue to just focus on basketball? Because the people you just mentioned, Johnny Manziel took advantage of that kind of stuff, right? He, to his detriment. Yeah, but there are other people like that could take advantage of it for a positive. Like you don't have to go down some of the paths that Manziel went. I mean, Caleb Williams is going to probably take advantage of it from a positive. Mahomes is taking advantage of it to sure. a major positive perspective. Travis Kelsey obviously has <laughs> taken it to a positive perspective. Would you lean into this? Would you be doing all the endorsements if you're her? Like, would you try to become a celebrity in addition to famous? Because I do think they're different. I think they she's different. famous. I don't think she's a celebrity. Do you lean into try to be a celebrity if you're her? I think that. I would tell her to stay the course in what she's doing right now because she is such a a big force in sports right now, but she hasn't become oversaturated. Like right now, I think a lot of people have worn down on the Chiefs a little bit because they're they're everywhere. They feel like they're oversaturated with Chiefs content. And we haven't gotten that way with Caitlin Clark. But that's a fine line to walk because while basketball certainly is her focus, I would also, if I was advising her, tell her, take advantage of this while you can make as much money as you possibly can because you do have that avenue now as a college athlete. Yeah, and I wonder what this is going to do with the WNBA because the WNBA has garnered more popularity. The WNBA does not necessarily garner the same popularity as wherever Caitlin Clark is playing right now, but that's an individual. When she arrives, and I believe Indiana has the first pick in the WNBA draft, what does that do? Does it, is it the same kind of thing? Because there's way more players like her in the WNBA. We have great, including Kelsey Plum, who we just mentioned, great elite iconic players. She may not be dropping 49 every single game, right? I mean, Tim Legler told us today on Unsportsman, like 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, top five most exciting players ever watched. But In all basketball. In all basketball. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be that way in the pros. Right. Right? It, we've seen Tebow, I think, is the best college football player I've ever seen. He's not the best NFL player I've ever seen. No, He's not, not the most exciting NFL player. Johnny Manziel. Did Johnny Manziel, right? Phenomenal college player. Entertaining college player. Doesn't mean you're going to be that way in the, in the next level or on the next level. I assume she's going to be, and I hope for the WNBA's sake, that her star power stays with her, and it's the same kind of thing. Like, oh, Indiana, if she's on Indiana. Indiana's in town. We got to go get tickets. Yeah. I don't know the answer if it's going to be, though. We don't know how her game is going to translate at the next level, but I think at least for the first year or two, people are going to be buying tickets to see her. You would hope. Specifically. I think they will say, Caitlin Clark's in town. We got to be at the game. Look at what people now, they're spending $500 just to get in the building to be near her greatness. So I think if she does that at the next level, people are certainly going to want to pay attention to her. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Chase, along with Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny and Hembo today. Of course, normally you can hear us with Chris Canty weekdays, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. We are going to get into, coming up, maybe one of the weirdest reasons a sporting event was delayed. Plus, um, one of the biggest stars in this network got hurt. Oh, yeah, got hurt. Everything's okay. Everybody's all right. We are going to get to that. But as we head to break, don't miss our Black History Always NBA All-Star Special with Freddie and Harry Harry airing throughout the weekend during SportsCenter All Night as well as 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow and 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen. In for Greeny, of course. So, uh, Smalls, I don't know if you realize something. I know you watch uh, Fairleigh Dickinson hoops a lot. Yeah, obviously. You're all over that, right? Always locked in, yeah. Yeah. Cam, you want to tell the world what happened with Fairleigh Dickinson hoops and how, thank God, they're okay? Because uh, this is an interesting one. Yeah, so Fairleigh Dickinson set to play LIU last night. Game was delayed. Why? Because several Fairleigh Dickinson players were stuck in an elevator at the Steinberg Wellness Center in Brooklyn while going from the court to the locker room prior to the game. Uh, one of the players told our Myron Medcalf that he and a few of the teammates got into an elevator. Everything seemed normal after they pushed the button to go down a few floors. I'm sorry to laugh because this would be terrifying if it happened. Until the elevator suddenly stopped and it got dark. They screamed for help and called a teammate, and then they located an emergency button on the elevator, and they were told help would arrive soon. Firefighters arrived on the scene, and about a few minutes later, they were able to get them out. As a result of the pregame mishap, game officials gave FDU extra time for warnups, and they won the game 84-82 over Long Island University. (laughs) So I went to the same place that Cam went. When I saw the video, I started laughing because you're seeing players – that are basically in between floors on an elevator climbing out to get to the gym. Then I went exactly where Cam went of, wait a minute, that's not funny, because if that happened to me, I'd be freaking out. But they somehow persevered last night. But that was that was as, I mean, is it, okay, let's be honest. We're, we're, we're bad people doing this. Was it more funny or scary? Scary. Cam? It's more funny than scary. I'm Bubba. glad it didn't happen to me, but it is hilarious that Bubba. this happened. Bubba? Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm assuming someone there had some phones, too, so they probably weren't exclusively just sitting in the dark, so they probably had some flashlights going. Uh, they were only there for 10 minutes. It's funny. <laughs> this guy this guy that told Myron, Med- or Myron Medcalf about the story, Ansley uh, Almanor, said one of the players in the elevator had claustrophobia and was freaking out a little bit. So All that right, part's well, that not, took a turn then. That, then that is not, not funny. That part's not funny. The that story itself was You know, sometimes, funny. Cam, we may voluntarily want to leave out info because the whole funny or scary angle is now out the window. Yeah. I can no longer do the funny or scary angle. I'm just giving everyone the full scope of the story so they can picture what was going on. Scary situation for their perspective, our perspective, a funny reason for a game to be delayed. We're glad everyone's okay. okay. And they won the game. 
If the, if the four of us were stuck in an elevator, who's freaking out first? Me. Yeah. Evan, for no, sure. Me. It's Evan. Yeah. yeah. Me. No question. <laughs> and then who's next? I would just start answering emails Bubba. after that. It's I would just Bubba. start like doing work in the elevator once I calm down. Who's next? Bubba? No. I, I no, think I think Bubba would be fine. I wouldn't. I think I, would, I, think I might be last. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be handling it too well. I think I depending yeah. on how long. It I would on. say. I would say. I would freak out first, then Cam, then Smalls, then Bubba. I feel I like Bubba may not right. even notice. Yeah, I'd just be it's like, ah, oh, you know, we're not at the floor yet. Yeah, Bubba, it's been an hour. <laughs> of course, you're, how long do you think this there's, elevator there's is? There's firefighters like drilling into yeah. the metal trying well, to get us out. It's a little louder than like, normal in this oh elevator, gosh. guys. <laughs> Bubba would have. Bubba's what stuck in the elevator right now, has remember. no idea. Like, all right, we've been in here long enough. Let's go. Yeah, anybody have some classic rock we could play Anyone while we're in here? Billy Joel? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're playing Phil Collins in here? Okay, so I would freak out first. Okay, if we started doing that. You guys miss any of Greeny? You can catch Catch up on both hours of the show and the Greeny Podcast available daily wherever you get your podcasts. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right, Bubba. Questions for us. All right. Smalls gets nervous about this more than an elevator. Yeah, Absolutely. Ask me questions about movies. <laughs> oh, they're coming. God they're, forbid. They're ready. <laughs> Who you got brought to you by Granger. We'll start with an easy one. I think you can handle this one. It's All-Star Weekend. That means the three-point contest is on ESPN Radio tomorrow night, and it'll include Steph versus Sabrina. Who you got in this matchup? I mean, I don't pick against Steph Curry, so I'll go. I still think the Warriors can win a title this year. So that's how much I believe in Steph Curry. So I'm going Steph. Yeah, as much as I want to pick Sabrina, I feel like I can't pick against Steph. I'm kind of in the same place as you have. And that is our uh, Progressive NBA snapshot, by the way, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. All right, I think Michelle can handle this one as well. Last week was National Pizza Day. Mm. What is your number one kind of pizza, and do you have a favorite all-time location? Who you got? Yes. Should I go first? Well, when he said Michelle, that would be. Well, he said Michelle you. can handle this. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so my favorite slice of pizza here in the city is La Industry. It was in Brooklyn. They just opened up a second location in the West Village. It is out standing the best one to get is the burrata pizza oh chef's kiss is beautiful but normally i just go with a classic pepperoni side of ranch beautiful all right i like plain pizza i'm sorry i do not too hot though i like it actually when it's on the counter for a few minutes sal's pizza mamaroneck new york best pizza place of all time 48 years ago last week now Michelle's going to be lost. Now I'm nervous. Now Taxi I'm nervous. Driver was released. Oh, boy. Who you got as your favorite Robert De Niro movie? You know, Smalls really should be better with movies. She has a friend that just was dating an actress. They just broke up, I know, recently. Oh, my God. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So Stop it. Was it De Niro? No, I don't think so. I uh, think you should be able to get, I mean, a De Niro movie shouldn't be that outlandish. She's going to say Bad Grandpa or something? Uh, bad Grandpa it. is Never awesome. Come on. The best, the best movie from Robert De Niro, for me, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I could cry upon arrival watching it. The Intern. Oh, Anne my Hathaway. gosh. He loves and The it, Intern. And there's a scene with pizza in the office in Brooklyn that is, oh, forget it. When she realizes that that's his old office, forget it. The Intern with De Niro, nothing better. This is actually an amazing question for me because Robert De Niro is in my favorite movie of all time, which is Goodfellas. 
Yes, hey, that's my answer. That? That's nice. your favorite movie of all time. Of all time. Wow. That there is in jail. That is shocking. Slicing up oh, the garlic God. with a razor. That is like the best scene in cinema history. I want to be in that jail with them, eating the pasta. What an odd statement. The meatballs. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I want to be in that Watch jail. Watch that scene and I've tell me it. you don't want to hang it's out with them in that jail. Jail, not a place I want to be at. Got to be honest. They had it pretty good there. They had it pretty good. bad to be in the slammer. Do you realize, Smalls, the shock? For the three of us, that you have like a somewhat normal answer for a favorite De Niro movie, because the assumption would have been you've ne- you don't know who De Niro is nor what movies he's been. Of course, in. I know Bobby I, De Niro. I, I said <laughs> the on, assumption would be the assumption would be. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Thirty-three years ago, Wednesday, Silence of the Lambs was released, becoming the third and most recent film to win all five major categories. Of Academy Awards. Who you got as your favorite psychological thriller? I'm not a psychological thriller guy. I'm so out of. I, although some I, options, just so you understand, could yeah. be like Fight Club. I like Fight Club. Seven. 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 Gone it's in the Girl. Box. Gone. Oh, Gone Girl's great. Oh, uh, the book was better, but the movie's good. Yeah. I started watching TV show uh, The Following. You ever watch The Following with Kevin Bacon? It's that was like, good, yeah. Yeah, that's First like, season was great. Kind yeah. of went downhill after that. By the way, before we uh, hand it off to Carlin versus Joe, I mentioned that a major star on our network is injured. Adam Schefter is reporting uh, Stephen A. Smith hurt his ankle in a practice against Micah Parsons for the Celebrity All-Star game oh, tonight. Oh, no. Stephen A. is coaching but he's in an ankle brace tonight for the Celebrity All-Star game as a coach. He of, got hurt. Of course it's a cowboy. He's practicing against a cowboy and he gets hurt? That's, wow. Good job. That is a good, I love how somehow Bubba's team is going to take strays as a result of Stephen A. getting hurt. All right. Thanks to everybody for allowing us to fill in today for Greeny. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty earlier. I'm Evan Cohen. It is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Stay tuned. Carlin versus Show coming up next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.